Welcome to Drunk Watching, our weekly pop culture podcast where we sip on a little something and talk about the films and TV shows we're watching right now. I'm Brittany Danielle, and I'm a writer and pop culture junkie. And I'm Andrea Renee, a lover of pop culture and Brittany's perennial plus one. Yes. Today we have come together to talk about the season three premiere of Insecure, episode one, Better Like. But before we get to that, today's episode of Drunk Watching is brought to you by House of 334, a creative services firm that specializes in creating beautiful brands for badass entrepreneurs. If you have any copy, social media, or design needs, holler at the ladies of the House of 334. You can reach them at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at House of 334 or online at houseof334.com. Additionally, if you would like to sponsor Drunk Watching or send us some feedback, slide into our inbox at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com or on Twitter or Instagram at Drunk watching. Also, since we're doing it big over here, please subscribe on all major podcast forms. We are on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. We major. We Mama, made we made it. We're just not, you know, two chicks on Twitter just chopping it up. We are we official. We on iTunes. Send us a review. Uh, only five stars. Don't. Don't hit us with a one-star review. Five-star reviews. <laughs> but no. don't forget Twitter, because Twitter was popping this weekend, though. My phone was buzzing, buzzing, buzzing on the live street. So shout Twitter out to everybody that's followed us so far. Yeah. Yes. Please follow us on Twitter at Drunk Watching, because we will just pop up randomly in live tweet shows. This week, we were live tweeting about Beyond Love Fix My Life, Basketball Wives, Love and hip hop, uh, some movies we were watching. We were just, we were just, we were engaging. Yes. With so, Absolutely. yeah, make sure you hit us up and follow us on all the social medias. Andrea, what are you sipping on today? Okay. So, I took a cue from you last week. I wanted to, you know, go into the intersection of, uh, what did you call it? Well, I called it royally ratchet, but I think we were trying to figure out what. Last week, I was in the intersection of, of, of ratchet and ratchet, which I said was violent. And so I think that was after I started drinking a little bit more. So I, yeah, yeah, I had it all confused. Okay. Well, I definitely am on ratchet. I was in Wally world this week. For those of you who don't shout out. Well, they might need to sponsor us too to say their name. But anyway, I saw these wines for $2 and 98 cents. And I was like, should I try this? Of course I should try this. And so Oakleaf Vineyard, the Moscato. And so far, so good. Okay. Shout out to the two, I guess it's like three buck Chuck. It's almost three dollars. Almost three buck Chuck. Shout out to three buck Chuck. Um, I do have okay, so today I'm sit- I'm keeping it real basic. I have some Tito's vodka and Diet Pepsi. That's that's where I'm at right now. It's okay. my life. But um, okay. I do want to uh, reference something from last week last week's podcast when I wondered if hypnotic still exists. Well, it very mm-hmm. much still exists. I was at a party over the weekend, and one of the signature drinks had hypnotic in it. 
Not only did I get that signature drink because when have I ever going to get hypnotic again? But I also <laughs> asked the bartender to give me like a little shot of hypnotic because I really didn't know what it tasted like anymore. And okay. yeah, I won't, I won't be doing that again. But oh, hypnotic shit. exists. I took a picture with the bottle and everything, and you can see it on probably on the drunk watching page. I Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So that's, that was the basis of the Incredible Hulk, right? Like you would put hypnotic in the Hennessy? Um, I don't even. Because it turned to green, recall. I think. Okay. Well, look, if we got it wrong, recall. let us know on Twitter. <laughs> I, yeah, I was I was at a friend's party. Shout out to Kirk Moore. He is a TV writer. He writes amazing shit. He's on um, right now. He's a writer and producer on the Marvel series that's on Hulu. Marvel's Runaways. There we go. Mm. He had a party celebrating just his awesome year and like celebrating Black excellence and celebrating like all the dope people that he knows. He called the Ape Shit Party, of course, in honor of Beyonce. <laughs> And um, the drink that was called Ape Shit had the hypnotic in it. So, of course, I went that. There was also a drink on the menu called, I kept calling it Crippy Crunch, but it was called called Crippy Kush. And that drink was a whole lot of trouble. Like, I was was feeling it the next morning, for sure. Uh Uh-oh. I was going to say, one of these we need to make this weekend. when we wake up. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Well, maybe we'll not the one that you out. felt in the morning. But we, we no. I mean, so we'll be going to see Black Clansmen. And I don't, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't smuggle a flask up in there. But we might need to drink, judging by, you know, some of the yeah. reviews about how heavy it is. We might need to take a little something in while we go watch Black Clansmen. I'll make sure to pack mine. Yeah, let's transition. What are we watching right now? Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, child. I wasn't ready last week, but I'm ready this week. I watched last week's episode and tonight's episode, and I am ready. First of all, who the fuck is Akbar? Who the fuck is Akbar? (laughs) Akbar showed up like somebody. Is it me, or is he giving off like abusive spouse vibes? Yeah, right. So... Low key or maybe high key, okay. That is the first thing I thought of. Like that's kind of spooky. Like you, I mean, I understand concern because, and I know you're new to watching the franchise or watching the show itself, but probably not new to hearing about Pierre Marie's antics. I'm I'm not sure how familiar, but you know she's had severe drinking problems and you know denied. Uh, or in, in denial about how severe they were. And they finally got her to go to rehab last season. And so, you know, I get it. People that care about you don't want you to relapse. But I'm like, my dude, you're, you seem fairly new. Not that you can't care about her, but I just feel like it's a way that he did it. And the whole thing with Nikki Baby, you know, again, I get it. But it was just, uh, sir. You're spooking me. You're spooking me. And who yeah, are you? Right. <laughs> He's giving me some real Ike Turner, eat the cake anime vibes, and I don't like it. Um, and as somebody who is <laughs> in my later years, um, has gotten pretty good, I think, you know, just reading people after living through some, you know, questionable situations, I bar is not... 
I tweeted out like, Molly, you in danger, girl. Like this is this mm. is my drive. He might drive her to drink because he is popping up at parties. He is dragging her away from her friends. It's just too much. It's way too much. And demanding that she leaves with him, like, let's go. Like, oh, dad? Right. Really? Right, right. And those are the kind of things that kind of trigger people to be stressed out. And I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know her history, but, like, I can totally see that triggering her stress and anxiety and wanting to drink again. So maybe he is coming from a good place in his mind. But from what we see on screen, I don't... I think she needs to leave Akbar alone. Mm-hmm. Leave Akbar alone. The other one is, um, what's up with Mama Lyrica? Lyrica G. She is oh. a whole mess. How are you a whole uh, entire mess? Like, on your own. And old. Your da- your da- <laughs> right. Right. Your daughter is doing some promo. This ain't about you. This is not about your single. It's not about your confronting... Hey, Michelle, it's not about your life at all. It's about your daughter and her husband and her music, I guess. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I need to look her up. But from my uh, brief uh, knowledge, I believe she was like a backup singer. She might have had something on her own, but I feel like she spent most of her time in the back. And now that little Lyrica is, you know, has a platform, I think she's trying to live her life with her daughter. That's, I'm going to Google while you're talking. I'm going to cross-reference. Yeah, and no shade, but maybe a little. Mama, uh, Mama G, Lyrica G, looks like that female gremlin. You remember from the 80s? <laughs> like her with the hair and just the craziness just coming off of her. She's giving me female gremlin uh backup singer vibe and it's not cute. Not cute. Oh wait, 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 wait. Speaking of Akbar giving us Ice Turner vibes, Lyrica G got her start with the Ice and Tina Turner movie. Of course she did. Well look at that. <laughs> Was she over there with Miss Robbie? Was she singing oh, back yeah, Miss Robbie? Yeah. Look this at this. So All of reality just coming together. Um, so another, how messy is Ray J? So Ray J is the only person I know on this show. Um, actually, that's not true. I know Ray J. I know Kate <laughs> Michelle. He's the one that I know the best. And why is he so messy? Ray J is proof that men are the biggest gossip ever. Hey, now that is true. And I would not have believed it had I not witnessed plenty of men gossiping like little girls. But in Ray defense, he really wants to be a good friend. Like, he feels like, okay, if I'm friends with A1 and we're kicking it the way that we do, how can I look this man in his face and know this information? Like, it's one thing if you don't know, but, like, always confirmed, what do I do with this? <laughs> and Princess is like, you keep your trap shut. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just mind your business. Like, mind your business, Ray J. Because you got enough business to mind. Y'all about to have a kid on the show. Yeah. You trying to get your Ray J electronics or whatever the hell that thing is popping. Like, just, just, just get your family together. Tell Brandy and, and Mama Norwood and Princess to, like, love up on each Like, focus on your drama. Like, leave them yeah. over there to all that foolishness. 
Um, I get it. And but wouldn't you want to know? Or no? I mean, or is it just because they're men? It's not because they're men. I think it's because they're human. I mean, I just think it's a bad, like, he, he can't, I feel like he can't win in a situation. There's no way he's going to get A1 and Safari. I don't know why I'm going to call him Sasha Free, but Safari together <laughs> oh, okay. and have like a, and have like a good combo and dap it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you slept with this man's wife. And y'all, and you know how yeah. men are. Like, it's yeah. on site at that point. Like, y'all got to fight. Y'all got to, like, shoot somebody at that point. And maybe after that, you'll come around. Like, maybe they need a good boxing match. Yeah, no, it's not going to go well to sit down together. I don't think that is the uh, the answer at all. Like, abort that mission. Don't ever do that. Don't put them together. But I feel like since A1 came to Ray J with it, and now Ray J has this information it's different than if Ray J just got the information and then ran over to tell A1. Like, I, I feel like that's a little different. But either way, like you said, Ray J has his own set of business to take care of. And they seem to be happy. I saw yesterday on um, on Instagram, it was uh, their two-year anniversary. Him and so happy anniversary, Norwood. And- Shout out to the acute baby. Happy anniversary. And shout out to the uh, capitalizing off of the Ray J hat challenge. Uh, he got everybody. <laughs> well, clearly he's still cool with Safari, at least, because Safari is in a, in a I, I don't know why I ended up on Ray J's Instagram. Just, just <laughs> to say it happened. Safari is on a video on Ray J's Instagram talking to Ray J's baby, like <laughs> reenacting the whole mm. moment where the baby's hat is, is the cutest thing. So, at least him and Safari are cool. So there you go. Speaking of that, I mean, I guess we can slide right on into, you know, Lyrica and A1. Like, yeah. I mean, so like they, Ray J they, got Safari to confess pretty much, right. right? Like, I mean, I'm reading people say, like, oh, we don't know for sure. I'm like, no, that was pretty clear cut for me. Right. That this is a court, I, would, I would say he was guilty. Like it. You should be using your powers for good, my dude. Like, not over here busting, cheating people. Like, this ain't cheaters, but okay, whatever. He hit the bar with it. So, Lyrica confessed to A1 so they can get back together. So just be real with me, dog. Just be real. And then he was like, I wish you had a time. <laughs> How you gonna go through all these gymnastics to get him to confess and then be like, man, I wish you hadn't told me that, dog. Like, you wanted it. He did, but then he didn't. Like, he wanted it, but he didn't realize he didn't until he got it. And oh, isn't that a life lesson? But, I mean, the two of them, I know we're kind of skipping ahead, um, but A1 and Lyrica, like, going at it like... They went at it like they had never met each other. And I understand, you know, the emotions are high. And on one hand, A1 believes that Lyrica had some kind of dilly-dallying with it so far. He doesn't know exactly yet. And then she's upset because, you know, she feels like he's being disrespectful out in the street as a result, you know, of him being emotional about the whole thing. But they, I mean, they, he called her a bum several times. I was just like, this is your wife. He called her fake from top to bottom, like your fake hair, your fake butt, your fake... I'm like, you telling all the choice secrets? No! 
Right. And he was so, like, you're yeah. off balance. Your butt is fake. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was showing down. You got to be careful with those kind of people. Like, I mean, all fair and love and war, I get it. But people that will tell your business and then, like, it's one thing to say it, but you're on TV. So you have told everybody all the business. And, you know, yeah, as far as we know, next week, and, they'll be good. Right. No, I feel like they just need, they just need to go ahead and hire the proper divorce, divorce attorneys and just, just start hashing. They don't have kids, right? No. Okay, yeah. So that makes it a lot easier. Like, they just need to call it because at this rate, somebody is going to be more than some hurt feelings because the way they were going at it this last time was just ridiculous. And that, I mean, not to jump around, but that reminds me of Nephi and Solo or Shelby, whatever his name is, from Fix My Life. Like, y'all are really doing battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, y'all, y'all are in combat. So why are you there to fix your marriage? Like, you are... You know, you may not be throwing blows against each other, but you are waging war on a consistent basis. It's a wrap. Figure out how to let it go and go be happy on your own. Adios. Adios. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm saying I know folks are like, get to insecure, but we're going to wrap this up. I would say um, let's talk about Monique. I don't want to call him Drew, and I've never called him Drew before. I know, <laughs> little fizz. He's a, he's a pop. A.D. and Tiffany. Mm. So I was Messy. so confused. I was, since I came in last week with my, int- in my intro, I was so confused as who this white lady was. I was like, or... <laughs> Okay, I don't I don't want to misgender anybody, my bad. Like I don't know if she identifies how she I or I don't know how A B identifies, so I don't wanna be like white. Yeah, I think it's still um, she. I still okay. I I I've never yeah. Still she. Okay. Or um, is a she I, was, I won't <laughs> Right. I don't know how I did not know how A B figured into the situation, but aside from her messiness to tell uh, Monice about Tiffany, like she seems like the most level-headed one in the group. Mm-hmm. Like yep. she, like give the baby to her and just let her raise the baby at this point because mm-hmm. Lil Fizz is, is is jacked up clearly. Uh, Monice is jacked up. Like just give the baby to Ad. Ad will raise that child to be a regular like stand-up person because everybody else. They have issues. Absolutely. And you deduced that very well. We met AD last season. That's Monique's, uh, Monique. Monique's girlfriend. And, you know, she has done a lot to get Monique to even be as level-headed as she is now. Like, we saw her last week, I think, or maybe the week before, um, you know, go ham on Princess. But, like, that was still mild compared to what we have watched her do season after season. So, you know, she's really trying to calm herself down and be a better mother. And, you know, every now and again, she flashes. And so I feel like this situation is like zero regard for her. So Tiffany is AD's former best friend. They kind of fell out. Um, and, you know, her and Monique definitely don't get along as a result. And so to hook up with her baby daddy 
And really, I'm absolving Tiffany from this, like, whatever. Fizz, uh, that's your baby's mama. You know what kind of situations you guys have gone through. You finally get to a place where you're at least cordial and you're raising the kid together. And then you go, <laughs> what do you call her? You go and get with her arch nemesis. <laughs> I, I was it. like, I was like, what? What did he? Oh my god! On the drunk watcher page, I was like, did he say uh, arch in nemesis, like enemy and nemesis right. all wrong? Like that, that evil? How bad it is. Yes, that's how bad it is. I just feel like you know, bro. I mean, okay, yeah, the heart wants what the heart wants and all that kind of stuff. But, like, you met her under these circumstances. And I just feel like, I mean, I know that she looks like, you know, like an off-brand Keisha Cole to me. Um, nice looking, but I'm just like, she wasn't bomb enough for you to mess up your family structure. I just feel like it's for nothing. And this is not about to be your wife. Like, if it was going to be your wife, you know, I'd probably say, hey, we, we don't have to get with it. But... No, this is just something else for you to do. And you've caused all this drama for something for you to do. Yeah. I mean, Fizz has had a hard, hard life. I mean, like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to dive in right now. But like that whole Chris Stokes, B2K situation, it's a mess. So... So I'm surprised <laughs> he's even looking as together as he's looking right now. Because I was oh, expecting geez. him to be like on some old cracked out stuff. And he has it relatively, I mean, based on my two episodes of watching, he has his situation relatively mm-hmm. together. I mean, where he could be um, versus where he is on camera, at least, is... I'm impressed with this, and I want, I, I mean, this whole Tiffany girl is probably not it, and she probably won't be it, and hopefully him and Moniz can get it together via AD. Like, they don't even need to talk. Like, Fizz and AD could co-parent at this point and just call it. Right. I get it. And lastly, before we wrap this on up, Marcus, Brooke, and Stasia. <sighs> That is I me just, heavy sighing because all of right. throw the whole trio away, throw them all away because they're all trash. Oh, yeah. So of course you you didn't see last season with these two together, quote unquote, and then she you know has this thing with Booby, who is Keisha Cole's ex husband. They've been you know friends since childhood back in Houston, and now they're trying to. Explore or because she caught uh, Marcus cheating. Like, they're supposed to be together. And then he was talking to somebody from the New York uh, franchise. And, you know, it caused this whole big rift. So that's who Jade is. We heard him talking about Jade. So I then mean, he gets rid of Jade. They're together. They or supposed to be together. Hmm? I said, did they meet during some kind of love and hip-hop uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just how you, that's how you know how messy. And that's what I said about even uh, the Moniece and Tiffany Fizz AD thing. I was like, that's when you know this stuff is scripted because it's like really like, 
<laughs> you reached into a whole nother city and brought a character that wasn't really doing anything over there. So she got a storyline over here. And just like, okay, okay. Yeah, you guys met at, at the premiere party or something, I guess. But they're together, then they're not. And so he's like, okay, I'm ready to do the right thing by you. She decides she wants to, you know, kind of make him suffer. This is what it is. And she's, you know, kind of hanging in with Booby. At the end of the day, she wants to be with Marcus. They end up in this kind of big thing, which leads to, and if they say it one more time, I'm going to scream, him sowing his royal oats. I was like, my dude, <laughs> you're not Prince Akeem. You don't have royal oats. The, the, the phrase is showing your wild oats. Okay. <laughs> you know, he got, got, got some bargain basement oats, so he might want to keep them in his pocket. According you don't to don't even have I Quaker oats. Okay. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, so he's out, you know, doing what he wants to do, and here comes, you know, Sophia. Who at this point, I don't feel sorry for her because, you know, she's now had that um, situation or uh, with where she met Brooke and she hears all the stuff that's going on and she's still trying to hang on and bring a life in the world. And what is with this? I might be pregnant. Pete on the stick? Let's find out and go on with our lives. Since this is 2018, it takes 0.05 seconds to figure out if you're pregnant. Um... <laughs> well, the only thing that she's coming to do it on some if I'm I might be pregnant I haven't had my period in so long first of all because Mona told her to that's number one and number mm. two because she's trying to amp up the drama that girl ain't pregnant and even more she's all trying to play him up oh my god I got you to have a different reaction why why have y'all talked oh, about yeah. long term life planning have you talked about being you know together exclusively then mm-hmm. she's gonna ask him are we exclusive girl if you gotta ask no. you are not exclusive if you have to ask after you have a pregnancy scare you after. are a jump off point blank you lost period you're not losing right? like, you lost it's game game over it's a wrap for you ma'am it's a wrap but because I had some time and I was on Instagram, I did go to her page and she has a picture with Marcus and she's trolling old yeah. girl. She's trolling Brooke. So about where your fiance at, boo? And I was like, oh, <sighs> it's still yeah, it, it, it didn't look good for Brooke in that conversation that they had. He's pretty much like, you got to prove you want it. And I'm like, do dude that cheated on you? Like, what do you have to prove? Like, girl, go on about your oh, I'm glad you told me the yeah, last story. So I was really, like, feeling his... I was like, yeah, why should, why should he yeah. be waiting around with mm-hmm. some baby? Girl, you got a boss? You got a... And then you just said he cheated. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. And that's what, you know, set everything in motion. She likely wouldn't have even looked at Booby like that. But, she, you know, her feelings were hurt. And so she's like, how do I get back at you? Oh, I know how to get back at you. Um, also, she's not having sex with him. So here's something else. You're asking him clearly to walk away from a place where he's getting it, um, you know, to be with you. And, you know, I don't know if she's waiting until marriage or she's just, I don't know what her deal is, but it's very clear. And they both said that they are not having sex. So, yeah, girl, mm-mm. that's not about to happen. Okay. Good luck. I mean, she tried it with the cancer scare. But that, <laughs> And it's, I mean, yeah. no shade. I don't want her to have cancer, but I just thought that was super convenient to be like, oh my yeah. God, 
they've found some lumps. I need you to go. <laughs> Her friend was like, oh my God, girl, I'm going to go with you. She's like, no. I'm going to ask my mm-hmm. soulmate who's, who's currently in a relationship with somebody else to go with me. <laughs> Man, you are, and he said, you yeah. Really and who does that remind you of? Oh, damn. <laughs> Let's roll right in. All right. Yeah. yeah. Daniel. Um, Insecure. So this was ours. Like, we went to Insecure Fest and we saw it there. We saw it with the crowd and it was really dope. But watching it on Sunday and then again today, actually, which today is my mm-hmm. Um, You know, we really got to dig in and kind of work through all of our issues. So what was your initial thoughts about this? I thought, I don't know why, you know, that everybody would be like magically in a better place, (laughs) but I still, we still have some digging to do. And for Issa, oh my gosh. And I know I said last week and I even tweeted this, like, I'm going to take that my favorite. (laughs) I'm going to take back my little favorite tag for her because she worked my nerves yesterday but I also felt bad for her because I was like oh my gosh season one she's like you know complaining about Lawrence being you know not having any ambition not you know doing anything with her and you know just all the complaints she had I'm like girl you are now in a job where you know it's not going well for you. Sleeping on your ex's couch. I don't even know if you can count him as an ex. But sleeping on, you know, your jump-off couch, driving lifts on the side. Like, it's real low for her. And yeah. that made me feel That made me feel bad. Girl. And it's dark and hell is hot for a lot of people. characters. <laughs> like, mm, and I... Okay, on the bright side, I feel like the only place these characters can go is up, I hope. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, because Issa's in that, like, you know that she's in a really low place. And I know last week when we were talking about it, I was like, she is Lawrence. Like, she's Lawrence. But mm-hmm. I was framing yep. that in the context of how she treated Daniel and how Lawrence treated Tasha. But mm. <laughs> the tables have turned, like, um, David Dennis on Twitter, I think his his handle is at David DTSS. He said, Issa dumped Lawrence and turned into him. This is Christmas. So apparently, he's clearly a member of the Lawrence Highs. And so he's reveling in her pain. But Issa is, mm. Issa is really Lawrence. Like, she's a homosexual right now. She's, yeah. she's sleeping on Daniel's couch. Like, uh, like Lawrence is sleeping on Chad's couch. Um, well, Chad's air mattress. <laughs> um, right. She's, she's not doing well financially. She's not doing well at work. Like things are not going well for her. And so I really want her to get it together. Um, and hopefully like, you know, by the end of the episode, like she seems to get some mojo, like, okay, like, let me, let me go get this list, uh, advance or bonus. So let me hit these streets again, but it's, yeah, it's not, not looking too sweet. When we first start this episode, um, we started with Daniel's luscious bootay, his luscious ass going on. <laughs> and 
we are like, oh my God, Issa and Daniel, because the last we saw them, she was pulling up at his door, and now Daniel's getting it in, and then he's not getting in with Issa. Not at all. So at this point, do you think Daniel is like, what? what is your opinion of this whole this whole setup right here? Because Issa's feeling some type of way, and you know, I, I'm feeling some type of way for her. Right. Well, Last week, I shared that I took an insecure test, the little quiz, and I was Daniel. And so I didn't really get why I was Daniel until probably that moment. I was like, oh, yes, as I am nicknamed Queen P, uh, and the P stands for Petty, I am going to take this so much, and then I'm going to go for the jugular. And that's what I felt he was doing. Like, he absolutely knew what he was doing. He absolutely knew she was there. He absolutely knew it was going to affect her. And, you know, he had gotten kind of played to the left for a couple of seasons in a row until season three. He's like, mm, I'm about to be on top. Literally. Shout out to Daniel. I, I don't feel nothing about it. Literally on top. And it was great. <laughs> I so you feel some type of rest. Go ahead. Uh, you <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it, um, it's out to the news while we're at it. I <laughs> listen. So it's it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. We want to shout out the news. Um, <laughs> I made a I made a nice I made a nice little joke. Right, that is definitely your wine talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made a nice little joke on Twitter. And I said, no wonder Issa ruined her life. Daniel's a noob. And then all these noobs came out of the woodwork. Like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, listen, <laughs> hit dogs and hit noobs. So don't, we, we know what it is. Those of, those of us who run in Divine Nine, we know what it is. Because a lot of women were like, girl, that makes sense. I saw that brand. And I was like, yes, I get it now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, hey. Um, Daniel, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just like a sucker for a handsome face. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm not ready to throw Daniel in the fuckboy category yet because I feel like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like Issa has been digging a knife into Daniel since season yep. one, since that whole you were yep. just uh, something I had, itch, like I you were just something scratch. I had, itch I need to, like she's been digging that knife into him um, and so it's just his time, like he's being petty he's being passive aggressive about it which is not the most you know, which is not the best way to handle things but I get it mm-hmm. I totally understand so after <laughs> after we have the glorious Daniel, I forgot all about this scene with Molly on vacation. Um, <laughs> and I, I saw this episode twice, and only on the third time did I see Molly on vacation because I was too caught oh, up in. I was too caught up in Daniel. Yeah, yeah. I was too caught up in Daniel. I had to rewind and everything. Like, I was too caught up in Daniel um, to realize Molly was on vacation and didn't know that, oh boy, he was talking to her was from from America. I was like, Molly, he has a regular ass <laughs> accent. What are you talking about, ma'am? So fast forward, Issa's in Daniel's bathroom. We don't have mirror, bitch, because Daniel doesn't have a mirror. Like, what? 
How does Daniel not have a mirror? <laughs> oh, clearly he's not the niche for real in this show without a mirror. Huh? Right. I he's mean, I'm appalled. <laughs> Right, he's not the actual noops on the show because I mean, but maybe the mirror's in his back in his bedroom. So ah, ah, so he can see himself. Full length, he got the full length for he shimmies on out the house to the studio. Um, so yeah, she asked Daniel if if he knew she was there last night while he was getting it in. He's like, yeah. Of course, I knew you were there. Yeah. Oh shit, he don't care about you, girl. So that's how you know Issa's day is about to go down, 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 like DJ. And it definitely does as she gets to work and she's just crapped on there. Like, here's this list of people you need to call, and now she can't be out in the field. You know, she's she's on punishment. She has to do the grunt work, and you know, Frida comes bopping out with her new promotion. And he's just like, hey, you know, have you had a chance to, um, you know, talk to Joanne about when I'd be going back into the field? Now, as far as I could tell in the past two seasons, you know, Frida always was trying to buddy up to Issa, like, also the drinks, and isn't it just like someone that wants to be your buddy at work that really wants your spot and wants you to stay beneath them? And that's how I felt. And it didn't help. I'm sorry, but the whole <laughs> racial climate of today is not helping me either. Because I surely felt like, oh, you're trying to keep the black women down. Awesome. Yeah, Frida, I think that's compounded because season two, Frida was all about, you know, speaking out against Principal Gaines' feelings about Latino students. And, you know, Principal Gaines was, um, he was definitely discriminatory against his Latino population. And so that really upset Frida and she was upset about how Issa handled it. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. she too is being um, not as helpful as she could be because of the whole situation, Um, because she felt left out um, and kind of discounted by Issa in season two, when she was trying to say like, Hey, principal Gaines is treating these students poorly and we need to mention it and Issa was like girl I'm trying to save my job like mm-mm. right and so I think I think the tables have turned in that respect and I'm curious to see what happens with we got y'all um for the remainder of the season because it is like Issa's the only black person <laughs> in this organization mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for people of color and, you know, given the current racial climate like that, it does bring in a lot of a lot of issues and kind of, you know, later in the episode when she's calling the schools, which I got a kick out of because one of them was a school I used to work at. I used to be <laughs> at one of those schools on the list. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, another little detail that shows that the people in the show really care about depicting L.A. because they had Mm-hmm. Like from South LA on the list, so I thought that was cool. I did. I peeped that. Uh, absolutely, that particular school, as a matter of fact. But yeah, but, I mean, even with the whole "we got y'all," I'm like, mm. I, I mean, I didn't think about it before until she was making those calls, and I was like, is this like the Great White Hope? Like, you know, you y'all swooping in on the neighborhood to save us, and then you have, you know, the lone black chick who. You know, in season one was like the heroine, like, okay, she got us. 
you know, this funding and, you know, I had this great fundraiser and all these great ideas and, you know, oh, there's this hiccup here in season two and let's just, you know, cast her away. Uh, I felt a certain kind of way about that. Yeah, I definitely feel, I definitely feel a certain kind of way about We Got Y'all and I'm curious to see, um, because I, I don't know if you stuck around through the, I don't know if you stuck around through the credits and kind of watch through, but there are some things that come up. Um, basically, people tell, is her name Joanne, the boss? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People tell Joanne, like, some of the things Issa was saying, and then she's like, how can it be racist? Like a white hand with the black kids in the hand. And she's right. like, that's my, mm-hmm. that's, that's my hand. That's that my- can't be racist. It's just like, ma'am, you have no. blind spots. And they need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just not living in the same world with the rest of us. Um, you know, so that, that leads <laughs> to some places. But after Issa's, you know, day job, <laughs> she kind of transitions <laughs> to her, well, not really her lift job, but she goes to pick up Molly from the airport. And Molly treats her, you know, kind of hilariously like a lift driver. Um, and then they go to Pan. Shout out to Pan. Um, on La Cienica, you should go there. Um, they have some good chicken. They're known for yes. <laughs> anyway. This is not this is bottomless mimosas on the weekends and holidays. Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, I did not know yeah, that. Add a little five ninety nine. Drink up. No, okay, yeah, we're totally going on Saturday when you're here. But um, mm-hmm. bottomless mimosas. So they go to the pan, mm-hmm. and then Molly tells her, like, yo, I'm on some know better, do better, know better, do better. And how many mm-hmm. times, how <laughs> many times have we all said some variation of this yeah. know better, do better line, and then <laughs> we don't do better at we all? We don't do better. Mm-mm. We don't. We don't. Because I felt so bad critiquing her in that moment. I was like, no, I can't believe And then almost as fast as it was come out of my mouth, I was like, oh, oh, shoot. No, let me be quiet because been there, done that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like knowing better is only half the battle. Like doing Mm -hmm. better is harder than it sounds. Everybody's like, if you know better, you do better. Um, If you know better, Mm -hmm. you know better. Right. Full stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all you know better that's a tweetable <laughs> like that's it folks like if you know better you know better that does not mm-hmm. mean that you do better you could do worse I've definitely done worse you know because I'm not ready to do better and I think in this moment um, you know later on in the episode we see Molly like she goes from girl, blah, 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 no better, do better. And then she's doing drow. Like, it's just not, yeah. it's not that easy. It's not that easy to make that pivot. And that's one thing that I really love about the show because it's real. Like, if this is a typical show, be like, no better, do better. Let me text Drow and cut him off. And that'll be the end of drow. But that's not life, mm-hmm. you know? That's not life. And not life, especially when you have to go from something to nothing. Like it, it may not be the best something, but to look at your, you know, prospect being like, oh, I'm gonna cut him off for something that's not even here or somebody that's not even here yet. 
that's harder as well because you've learned to navigate the BS. You're like, well, is that what I want? But I do know how to exist here versus, you know, kind of the unknown. So I think a lot of these characters are trying to, I mean, I, I think that's why the episode is called Better Like. Like, I think a lot of these characters are really trying to, they really know better and they're struggling to do better, but it's just hard, right? So that's mm-hmm. why we see Daniel being passive aggressive and on one hand allowing Issa to stay because he didn't have to do that at all. Like, let's be real. No. Daniel did not have to let Issa stay there. After she fronted no. him off on the, um, don't ever call me again, nigga. Like, she did, <laughs> he did not have to let her stay there. So, shout out to Daniel for letting her stay, presumably rent-free, so mm-hmm. she can save up her money to to move out. So, you know, it's, it's a process, right? So, Daniel goes to his sister's house, and his sister gives him shit, like, oh, you still at your house? Hmm. And that plants the idea in his head, like, why is she there? Why is she at mm-hmm. your house? Why did why did you let her stay at your house? He goes to pick up a guitar. Oh, we missed that whole <laughs> we missed that whole scene with Don um, from Danny oh. Kang. Danny oh, Kang, but bopping around, yeah. right? Like that was with a good video. <laughs> <laughs> and dude was like, listen to the lyrics, bro. And she's like, oh, baby, 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 baby. And Dan was like, okay, no. There are no lyrics, but whatever. Um, but he goes oh, to his sister to get the guitar. He's, he's really into his music. He's trying to make it happen. And his sister's like, why do you got these two women in your life? Like, what's going on? And I feel like that mm. kind of further kicks off that idea in his head. So when him and Issa have the conversation later... And he's like, why are you here? Listen, when you hit him with, you were closer to work. When I first saw this episode at at Insecure Fest, we were in a stadium. (laughs) And I told (laughs) him behind me, I was like, Issa does not deserve Daniel. She don't deserve Daniel. (laughs) I just went into this whole thing about her, like, girl... Yeah, that was Why trash. are you saying the first thing that pops into your mind? It's not even the first thing. I feel like it's just like the first thing that's not revealing her actual feelings, right? Yeah, like you yeah. have something mm-hmm. in your mind and you're like, shit, it's complicated. I have feelings for you, but I don't want to get involved because I just, I'm coming out of this thing and I was hurt and yada, yada. Like I'm not, I don't have the emotional, emotional capacity for this. So let me just say you're closer to my job. <laughs> You're closer to my right. job. And that just oh. like, oh, that was bad. That was rude. That was bad. It was rude. As expensive as rent is in LA, Daniel right. is saving her thousands of dollars. Um, mm-hmm. That was super rude. That was very rude. And that's why I can say like I can identify with him because it's like, when you love somebody or you care about this, your friend, whatever, it's like, you know, you, you can take stuff, you know? And it's like that hurt. I'm sure that had to hurt him, but he would feel like total crap to put her out on the street, but he's not going to let that go unchecked. 
And so that's why he would do or be passive aggressive and do these little things. It's like, okay, if I responded the way that most people respond, it would probably hurt him to put her out. So he's like, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to get you. And so, I mean, you know, she got to learn how to filter. <laughs> she absolutely has to learn how to filter. But she, before right. she winds up on the street. Right, on the street. The homeless population mm-hmm. in LA is massive, and Issa is about to be one. She's <laughs> about to hit that number. If she don't get her shit together oh, and stop talking to Daniel, crazy. Like, she already established she don't want to live with Molly, which I, I mean, I get, but then I also don't. Like, if you had no other place to go, why would right. your best friend be the place to go? <laughs> Over a day. I don't. Right, I don't, I don't see Kelly being like, "Come on, girl!" Like, not at all. Tiffany is out. Mm-hmm. Like, all of her friends right. are out, except for Daniel. And so she needs to make the best of it. Um, yeah, I don't. It's just, I know you said last episode like you wanted them to like get together, and I still, I, I still did. feel like, I still feel like she, and maybe not she. I let me stop saying it. I still. I feel like they don't deserve each other right now. Like they need to work through a whole lot of stuff um, and be in a good place if they were ever to get together. But I think that needs to happen outside of his apartment. You know what I mean? Like that can't happen while she's <laughs> <Absolutely>. there, <laughs> while she's like dependent on him for shelter, <laughs> for a basic human need. Like she needs to focus on herself. And getting herself on some stable footing so then she can figure out what she wants in a relationship. If she wants a relationship at all. Because I think a lot of women mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I mean, uh, it's not about me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> I've been taking this year off from the dating situation. And I think that's been really good, like, to just kind of examine what I want. Um, and mm-hmm. what I mean and what's important to me versus like, oh, well, let me, you know, be there for this person or let me support this person. Let me encourage this person. Yeah. Because a lot of times like women get caught up in that stuff and it's, it's tiring. And I just want Issa to, wow, this is like therapy. I want Issa to like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do what she needs to do first. Oh, insecure is about to like, Save me some money on a therapist. Shout out to Issa, right? Right, right. Shout out to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you feel like, do you feel like they both, well, maybe not both, but do you feel like Issa feels guilty allowing herself to be in a relationship with Daniel, being that, you know, they kind of started as a cheating thing? Like, do you think that's why she's like, let me just say these dumb things and let me do these (laughs) dumb things? Because... Right. This might actually work. Like, I don't feel like she, and, and okay, this kind of cheating is wrong. Cheating is bad. Don't cheat. Don't be, be a cheater. But I feel like she was willing to do it. And maybe that's what cheaters do because you feel like you feel so strongly about it. Like, you know, it was, it didn't appear frivolous. Like they had, you know, this background, they were friends, they, you know, had started kicking in and kind of talking beforehand. And then, you know, the quote unquote, it just happened type situation. But do you think that at this point or the points before, even even last season, that she's like, you know what, I can't, 
be with him for real because that just kind of digs the knife in deeper about, you know, what I did to Lord. Do you think that's the case? Um, I think Daniel reminded Issa about, I think Daniel reminded Issa who she was before Lawrence, right? Because mm-hmm. when she was with Lawrence, they worked together for five years. I'm sure in the beginning it was great. Um, the last, what, two or three years he was unemployed. Yeah. So those last few years, it was a grind for her because she had to support them both. He was going through depression, um, which is difficult to deal with a partner who's struggling with a, you know, mental health situation. Um, and so when Daniel reappeared, it was kind of like, wow, this is when I was young and free. And I think Mm. I have a hard time remembering season one, but I think he was like, yo, do you still rap? It was just kind of like, yeah, he he reawakened that whole other side of her that had gotten buried because she was just in the day-to-day muck with Daniel, right? I mean, with, um, with Lawrence. And mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like he reminded her of who she used to be when she was like dope, <laughs> you know, mm. and and that felt good. And like and like Derek said last season, like he was a go getter. He wasn't at home. Yeah. He's trying to get his music popping. He's working hard. He's like actually going for what he wants. And that's attractive, you know? Yeah. Like even if somebody is not making a whole lot of money. Like if you see that they're actively putting in the work to go after their dreams or they're actively like hustling to, you know, make things happen for them. So that's attractive. Um, So I think that, you know, that was the initial and Daniel's fine. I mean, (laughs) I mean, Daniel's Daniel. And at that point, uh, Lawrence telling himself looked like a bum. Like he didn't, you know, he wasn't, he was dressing in like hoodies and sweats. So, mm. you know, yeah, so yeah. he didn't look even from the top of the season to the end of the season. He looks like a totally <laughs> different person. Like, right. I mean, like he's Jay Ellis and Jay Ellis is fine as a person. But yes, Lord. Lawrence, Lawrence in the beginning of Insecure was a bum. <laughs> and every since the work, he was a bum. Like he didn't shave. Mm. He probably didn't no. shower every day. He wore the same hoodie and sweat. Like, his Mm -hmm. lineup was off. Like, he was a bum. And so then when he finally got himself together, they started to get into a groove. But at that point, you know, she was already, she already tasted the uh, forbidden fruit of Daniel. And (laughs) we know how that that went. And we see how that went. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, to answer your question, like, I'm not sure. I'm sure that's part of it. Like, she sees him as like, oh, like, we did this thing that broke up my, that broke up my solid relationship. But like I said last week, toward the end, like, I don't feel Issa was in love with Lauren. I feel like it was more Mm. obligation. And I feel like it was more, it was obligation and comfort. Right? So it's hard Mm -hmm. if you're with somebody for a really long time. It's hard to be like, you know what? I'm going to walk away and, and do this other thing. It's really hard because you don't know what that other thing looks like. You don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know if you're going to end up on somebody's couch and, you know, be broke. Like, it's it's really hard to rock mm-hmm. the boat. And we'll see how it turns out. I'm going to talk about Molly and Gerardo, though. Let's go. 
All right. So Molly does not do better after <laughs> after her home. <laughs> don't better do better. Blah, 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 blah. They don't do better. <laughs> she ends up on her countertop getting service by Jerome. I mean, that man is tall as hell. So he must have some yeah. good knees. That's all I know. He must have some, he must have some good knees because I could not. I'm five nine, no. and I feel like Joel is like six six. I don't have any knowledge of how actual tall he is, but he looks tall. Yeah. And he was down there doing his thing thing. He was doing it. Molly's no better. Do better. Did not last. <laughs> <laughs> it did not last past the the fifteen minute mark of the episode. What? My gosh. Well, I <laughs> so. Shouldn't have been surprised to see Joe, but you know, surprised to see Joe. And the now, so was that that was the morning after, or was he that, that they woke up together, or was that just like later on in the day? I couldn't, I couldn't oh, tell. I don't, um, I don't think we know. It could be the same day. It could be the morning after. Okay, so that made all the difference in you know the conversation that we had with Candace. Like, oh, I'm still at Molly's. Because, yeah, if it was overnight, then, you know, I might say, oh, shoot, she knows. But if he just, you know, oh, I'm shooting up to Molly for a couple hours, you know, that might not, you know, it's not really a big deal. So I was wondering, so wait, you know. Pause, pause. So are you still on the fence about him telling the truth about this? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I believe that they... Like I said, I believe that they could be in this open situation, but I do not believe that he is forthcoming. That part I'm having trouble with. Like, your best friend from way back that you can develop. I mean, and you know what? Maybe I just don't know about open relationships. Open relationships Mm -hmm. leave you open for like emotional stuff too, or is it just like swinging? Like, oh, we just. Well, I think it, it definitely depends on the couple. Um, and it depends on the rules and the parameters the couple set out. And w- because we don't know the rules that Candace and Drew set out, like there's a lot of conversation about like, first it was around Issy Lion. And now, you know, is it about, well, even if they have an open relationship with, with Candace be cool with him being with Molly. Um, it really depends. Like I did an article for Essence a few years ago about, couples and open relationships and it's all about the rules it's all about what you set up from the beginning and kind mm-hmm. of stick to as a couple so it varies from <laughs> it varies from couples although there's no standard you know rules about how to engage in open relationships I I talked to some couples who were in more of a um polyamorous relationship where they knew that they're just say the husband had a girlfriend had a girlfriend or the wife had a boyfriend, um, and they kind of function as a unit, all three or four, four of them together. Um, and mm. then I talked to couples who, you know, it was more like a one-night stand thing. Like, if you do it, fine, don't make it a serious thing. So it just depends on the couple. Right. And because we don't know, you know, the situation with Joel and Candace, because we never see Candace. Um, right. It leaves a lot. It leaves a lot up to interpretation. But even still, we know how Molly feels. So I was talking to one of our mutual friends, and he was like, he didn't like how 
you know, the show is using this open relationship as a device or whatever, um, because ethical non-monogamy is like, you know, something that couples engage in and it shouldn't be shamed. And so I agree with that. But I feel like, you know, despite whether or not Dro and Candace engage in ethical non-monogamy, um, <laughs> that's not what my... That, don't laugh. That's not what Molly wants. Like Molly wants right. a dude who's going to love her, who's going to be there for her, who's going to like, you know, be her man, 50 grand. Like that's not what she wants. And right. she's been settling for Dro because he has like all the stuff she does want, except he also has a wife. <laughs> a wife. Like he had, he, On the you know, like he, he turns her on. He makes her feel beautiful. He makes her feel protected and sexy. And he knows like her history. He, you know, all this stuff that women, you know, people in general want from their partner. Um, but he can't be fully her partner because she will always come second. And that's not what Molly, mm-hmm. like, Molly does not want to come second. And in this episode, like, you know, they're in the bed the day after or <laughs> hours after, we're not sure. Dro's wife calls and Molly feels some type of way about it because she does not want to be second. And then she's mm-hmm. like, cool, cool. Let's just be friends with benefits. Don't call me. We're not going to go out to eat. Don't text me. Dro's like, how come we just can't be the same? And Molly needs that break. Um, but stereotypically, men are able to compartmentalize. And for some women, and surely what Molly is exhibiting is, you know, I need definition. I need assurance. I need, you know, to be clear, clarity. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure about this. Um, I am sure that this is not what I want and that I can wind up on the short end of it all, right? Get the short end of the stick. And so I'm going to do my best, you know, to, to detach from it before you try to detach from me. And so that's pretty much, you know, that scene anyway. Yeah. So we get, you know, even in that scene when we're like, you know, she's telling Dro like, let's just have sex and let's call it. And he's like, oh, I like being gay. There's something, you know, real light skin that he says. And <laughs> she's like, dude, let's just stop, stop with the pancakes. Um, <laughs> but that shows up again because, like, she tries to set boundaries to protect herself. And Dro disregards her boundaries. She tries to say, like, hey, let's not be what we used to be, which was a really good friend. Let's just be two people that have sex with each other. And that's it. And then, you know, when she's at the the nail salon, he calls her like, hey, how'd your day go? <laughs> she's like, why are you calling me, dude? We're, we're two people who just, ha- we're not Dro and Molly anymore in that, you know, in the old way. We're two people who have sex with each other and that's it. And he doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to get that. No, he gets it. He just, that's not what he wants. And so he's not going to do it. Oh, right. That's you what are it so is. Smart. You are so smart. <laughs> you are so smart. Freaking typical. It's typical. He's typical. It's typical. Dudes get it. Yeah. And they're like, mm, that don't, that don't mess with what I want to do. So. Yeah. Mm-mm. 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 
I'm going to act like, and then we go, well, you must not get it. <laughs> right. And they, meanwhile, not, okay. they totally get it. And they're just like, fuck it. I don't care about what she said. I just care about yeah. what I want. Yeah, we got our own no, for real. <laughs> dilly, 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 dilly. Right, I can't, I can't do the dilly, 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 dilly. My tongue does not work as fast, but we are here. We are here. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, we did not talk about the show within the show. I know. There's so much. Were you and we're, <laughs> I we're, know, I know. We're, we we're going in, but there, we're still going, yeah. folks. So stick. Stick with us here. I just want to say that if you would like to, please subscribe to Drunk Watching on all of the major podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Drunk Watching. Follow us on Instagram at Drunk Watching. If you have comments or questions or if you want to sponsor us, hello, Jameson. Hello, Tito's. <laughs> hello, hello, hypnotic. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who. Um, send us an email at hello drunk watching at gmail.com. All right. We have not gotten into the sh- Okay, there's a couple of things I still want to talk about. And this podcast is long as hell because Insecure gives us so much stuff to talk about. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is low-key, like, a therapy session, so I'm feeling great. Like, this might be the best thing to happen in my life in oh, years. Wow. Um, cool. I mean, yeah. therapy is expensive, girl, so this is... <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Michael Jackson. This is it. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Michael Jackson. Amen. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sam Smith getting dragged to filth by Ooh, Stephanie Mills, though. I saw that. I was like, come at me. Stephanie Mills was like, come at me. Ever. Like, if you know, yeah. ever in your white mm. British life come <laughs> for me, brother. Don't ever, ever, ever. Like, Stephanie yes. Mills is not. Ooh, I you felt wish that. you I could be the it. king of pop. And called him a one-hit wonder. I was like, wait, I think you got like two or three. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he was like, God. and you need to learn how to finish a tour. Like, I don't even know Sam Smith like that. Yeah, had, me neither. Stephanie had, she was not here for it. She, her yeah. and Michael, this is all off topic, folks. Her and Michael used to date back in the Wiz days. And she oh. was not here. For, you didn't know that? No, no, I did not. Ah, okay, so if you I've on, never you... heard him link to no woman, but I mean, you know, Diana Ross because of Diana Ross. No, he was married. Uh, he was Brooke married. Shields. To, um, no, no, I, I haven't gone through my list. Brooke Shields, and then yeah. Lisa Marie Presley, and then yeah, Debbie Rowe. That's it. I had never add Stephanie Mills, no, add Stephanie Mills to the list. She okay. so yeah, look it up on YouTube. Put put in Stephanie Mills. Talking about Michael Jackson, she was on Bevy Smith's yeah. show a few years ago, talking about dating Michael Jackson when he was filming The Wiz. Um, oh. So yeah, Stephanie oh, he was not here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stephanie was not here <laughs> for Sam Smith, and she was like, "Don't even try to respond because I will murder you." <laughs> lyrically, lyrically, yeah, pretty much. Um, right, right. So shout out, shout out to Auntie <laughs> Stephanie. I hope you hear this. I hope somebody shares it with you. 
We right. Um, yeah, you can't yeah, be now I forgot what I was like going to say. You uh, cannot. You cannot. Oh, we were, all, we were given the subscription information and telling people okay. to follow us and sponsors. And yeah, I don't know how we wound up necessarily there, but we, we hadn't gotten back on Insecure yet. I do know that. I I totally know how we wound up there because I'm I'm feeling these mosquitoes in my life. This Tito's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tito's vodka, yes. handmade. Yes. Um, that's how we got there because I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I definitely want to make sure I get the name right. So I don't want to call out the name of the wine until I'm. <laughs> You said like oak, oak something. I know. I'm like, I wanted to say oak tree, but I know I mean, that's not it. It's $3. Like, it doesn't. It <laughs> oak leaf. Oak leaf oak vineyard. Leaf. Shout out to oak leaf. <laughs> Your $3 free buck chuck. Um, I don't feel sick. All man. right. We're, you know, Drunk Watching is here. We're having a party. And so that gives us a great. Uh, segue into the party list the party list list y'all need to sponsor drunk watching because you like responsible drinking and choices mm. after that like you don't want people to drink and drive so you want us to drink and take lists i feel like this is a natural hey. this is a natural thing right sponsor, here sponsor a full night ride for us and we'll podcast from the right. <laughs> yes. Go around oh LA. <laughs> Wasn't that that HBO series? That was like a yes list. If you're listening, yes. I would love to podcast in somebody's car. Into the party list. Issa is trying to make the best of her brokenness, trying to get the money <laughs> to get out of Daniel's apartment. She called, oh. first of all, can you ask people to like ride along with you? Like your home? <laughs> I've only seen that like. Uh, if you're delivering food, but yes, yeah, for an actual ride, if I got in the car, I'd be like, what if I I'm need those so seats? uncomfortable. That what if too. I need those that seats? Too. Yeah, so. yeah. It, like, yeah. If the crew, we were all going somewhere, we would likely need holes. Right. Like, we were in uh, Dallas. We needed, like, five seats. Bobby would have to be on the curb. Bobby would need it to be on the curb. Um... So Molly rides along with Issa on her party list. Issa has Capri Suns and that's it, right? Like candy, maybe? They first yeah. they got two girls and they're having a good time. And those two girls remind Issa and Molly of themselves. Um, they give Issa five stars. And then she picks up Nathan. So mm. I'm excited because I feel like I haven't seen any of the other episodes. Let me put that out there. I feel like Nathan is coming back and Nathan will be in the series. That's just how I feel. Maybe I just hope. Yeah. Maybe I hope Nathan's you coming hope. back. Yeah, because so it was open the way he left. I mean, you know. Yeah. It was, yeah. So they pick up Nathan. Nathan's going to Saddle Ranch, which is like kind of trendy restaurant in Hollywood situation. And then they, repro- <laughs> they reprogram Nathan's ride to go to a taco spot which (laughs) (laughs) I mean tacos are always a good idea but 
if you think you about to get some steaks and drinks and you end up at a like a hood taco spot, I don't know how that works. But right. they they reprogrammed Nathan to get tacos and then they have to pick up some dude along the way. <laughs> Does he have a name? I feel like Big Boy don't got a name. I don't remember. Because he got in the car and said Issa, but I don't think she did anything <laughs> back to him. So Yeah, I don't think he had no a name. name. And I just, from jump, it was like hilarious she was like oh it's two of them and she's like wait is that, is that one guy right there the old boy gets in she offers him some uh i don't know why i was gonna say krispy kreme i think it's a drink the Tito's is getting to me she does not offer him krispy kreme she offers him some capri and Capri he's like, uh-huh. oh thank you a nigga parched and he's like oh shit this is that fruit frenzy i don't I don't fool with the fruit. I've never even heard of that flavor. I was like, what is that? That must be something for the show because listen, it has to I be because I have a child. Right. Yeah. And I have a child and I pack lunches and I ain't never seen a fruit frenzy in my life. So that gotta be made up for the show. But how does he turn he's like, oh mm I can't fool with fruit. Like, are you just a fruit bunch dude? Like you can't just drink the juice. Right. I just need that wild cherry. Give me that red. He goes from not being into the fruit frenzy to like, you know, preparing his okay. blunt papers and all that. And then, and then Molly's like, you know, hey, you can't, you know, no roll in the butt. In the car, he's like, I thought y'all bitches said it was a party lift. It's like, oh shit. Like, what? I felt like yeah. in my spirit. Well, who you calling a bitch, sir? Like, you and I, T.Y. How <laughs> I don't think it would have been no you and I, T.Y. at that point. It would have been. Not at all. Well, she did say in the song, she punched him dead in the eye and said, who you calling a bitch? In this case, in this case, Nathan served up the good hands to Big Boy in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And Issa was, was as hilarious. awkward as ever and couldn't pull the car over. <laughs> screaming. Screaming and driving. I was like, why can't you pull the car over, ma'am? What is the problem? <sighs> Lord, why yeah. can't she do most things? Just, just out there freestyling it. <laughs> Molly's like, pull over. She's like, I don't see a parking spot. Girl, double park. Like, what are you doing? Right. Just pull over. Pull over and jump Meanwhile. out. You don't know, this is LA. People shoot. You don't know what is about to go down in the back right. of you. Get out right. of the car. You know what? That's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that part. Save yourself. Shoot. Right. Like, this is why I can't be a, a, a Lyft or Uber driver in LA. Like, people shoot. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to LA. Yeah. Shout out to my hometown. To our hometown. Um, uh, Nathan jumps out of the car like after he boxed up <laughs> big boy and like, like runs off. What like is he on probation? What is that about? That's what I was thinking. I was like, he must be in trouble because he didn't want any parts of that. He's like, all right, bye. And they're like, wait, like, I can't. Yeah, no. I can't be around. I can't. And of course, Issa is <laughs> wanting him to stay because she thought he was attractive. Like, ma'am. They just had a whole fight in your back. <laughs> How does this affect your driver rating as a Lyft driver? What? Mm-hmm. Nathan gave her the fat tip of $50. So I feel like Nathan was like the best uh, passenger in the history of passengers. He got in. Right. She told him where she was going to take him. 
Uh, what? When did that ever happen? <laughs> he had to box with some other dude on her behalf, and then he jumped out and, you know, traipsed into the night and had to call another lift anyway. Like, I feel like he's the real MVP of the situation. Yeah. But no. <laughs> he broke out. So hopefully we see out. Nathan again. If not, we appreciate the way that you, you know, you showed up for your time. <laughs> you did a good right. job. Right. Um, I don't know if my black card gets revoked or not, but Nathan was on How to Get Away with Murder, which I haven't watched. My mom has watched, so maybe oh. she'll be on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, oh. Nathan was on How to Get Away from Murder, so shout out to shout out to TGIP. Um, okay. Yeah. Before the episode closes, we get another conversation between Molly and Roe. He's crossed her boundaries. He's, you know, asked her to dinner. They get into the fight with Nathan and that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then we see Molly, like, like not really trying on, but, like, looking at her lingerie situation. Um, and that just made me think, like, damn, I need to up my, my sleeper game. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't have any actual and factual pajamas. Like, I sleep in some shorts and, like, a tank top. Like, I need to, Mm -hmm. you know, something fancy for myself. Um, Yeah. But Molly's going through her closet, and then she (laughs) puts on a onesie and then finds Dro in her her apartment. (laughs) She's like, wait. The hell are you doing here, sir? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Right, and he's like, "Well, you aren't answering your phone, so I let myself in." Like, what? Like, what part of the game is that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, what was you, like? How would you react if some? I mean, it's not some dude. It's somebody she grew up with. She has this complicated situation, but she clearly expressed the need for boundaries to draw. And then he disrespected her request for boundaries. Like, you know, what What would you think of that? Yeah, no, we would definitely have to have a conversation. Like, did, did I make myself clear? Did I, was I speaking another language? Like, I, I would need to understand why you disregarded what I had to say. Um, but in the end, it really just boils down to you know, are you going to continue to stay in that? Because even that kind of conversation, he's already admitted that he's going to do what he wants to do. So it's like, you down or not? You know, you can talk to you blue in the face unless you boss up and, you know, just like, all right, you out of here completely. Other than that, you know, (laughs) you won't deal with whatever he gives you. And I think that's what he's banking on, clearly, because doing what he wants to do. But just let him, right. a ball. Just let himself in the house and be chilling. I, that's why I said, no, he knows exactly what he's doing what he wants to do. Because clearly, hey, I mean, like, he's let himself in before, but I, after we've had this conversation, oh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. The disrespect. I mean, you give extra keys to people, like, in case of emergency. Not right. picking up the phone <laughs> after we <laughs> like, had oh a conversation. Right, like <laughs> after not picking up the phone after we had a conversation about just being friends with benefits is not an emergency, sir. Like, 
what are you doing? So yeah, he definitely knows that he's, you know, he's pushing his luck and he's betting on the fact that she is going to be like, oh, well, we have this history. Oh, okay, Dro. And shout mm-hmm. out to Molly. Shout out to Molly. At least for episode one. My faith is very low, but I, you know, my expectations, like, I hope they get it right. I hope, you know, they do the right thing like Mookie, but my faith is very low right now. But Mm-hmm. Shout out to Molly. She hits him with, I need my key, sir. Like, you can't be popping up in here on your own terms. Like, I I already told you what it was. I need my key. Woo. And he's like, well, what do you need your key for? And then, and then, it you know, Molly well. explains, like, look, this is all for your benefit. Like, you get me whenever you want me. You're with your wife when you want to be with your wife. And then Dro hits her with, he hit her with the first of all, okay? And that's right. what made me sit up straight. First of all, don't be talking about what me and my wife do. I was like, what? What? What did you say? Right. <sighs> Whenever anybody hits you with the first of all, just get ready to fight because mm. this is about to be right. a problem. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is. Square up. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's your life, like, just get ready right. like, because mm. it's not going to go well. Any sentence that starts with first of all is not going to go well. Also, any sentence that starts with, I don't mean no disrespect, but also not going to go right. Square up on both right. of those sentences. It's all FYI. the disrespect. All the disrespect. I remember seeing that scene at Insecure Fest, and the whole audience was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it just went off because people were like, Oh, drugs on that bullshit. Yeah, but again, when you let somebody know where you are, where you stand, you get a chance to drop them nukes whenever, you know, it's like, it sucks for Molly, but she put herself in that position. Like, yeah, he, he is going to exercise the right to usher you out of him and his wife's business whenever he gets the opportunity because that's his life. And you're his yeah. friend. Well, now you're not even his friend. Now you're just a, your friend with benefits. And not even no. that anymore. I just feel like Riley's relationship is a wrap. Like it's, I mean, especially once you drop that card. Heck yeah, bye. Mm-mm. We I oh, started no. out talking about earlier about how doing better is hard. So I wouldn't be surprised if Drew pops up again. But hopefully by the end of the season, Molly has like accepted that she like what she actually wants and it's not mm-hmm. a part-time lover <laughs> she don't ah, want a part-time dude. Like, she right like she don't want no i know you were at the cv wonder and sing along over yes. the weekend like she don't want no part-time lover she wants some full-time mm-hmm. actual factual like relationship with a man who you know Lights her fire, and I feel like she should have that. And I and I hope Issa finds what she's looking for as well. Um, before we go, I know there was a lot of talk about the Lawrence Hive. A lot of the Lawrence Hive members were mad he was missing from this this premiere, yeah. um, and that he's you know missing from the season. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> because when you, like when you break up with somebody, 
they go away. They go. Like I'm yeah. I'm not one of those I everybody's different. And I know you because I know you. I know you remain friends with some of your exes. But like I have not. Like that's just not my mm-hmm. ministry. And so like if we break up, you are out, you are black history. You are out of my life. You're gone. Um, and so yeah. I feel like that's Issa and Lawrence. Although I will say that I hope they still figure out a way to bring Chad back around. And I think we have a, like, isn't Derek with Tiffany? Yeah. Derek and Tiffany are together. Okay, good. So we still have an opportunity to see Chad. Like, I don't care about Lawrence. I want to see Chad because Chad is funny as hell. Yeah, I did miss Chad. Uh, absolutely miss Chad. And, you know, and it really just depends. I mean, <laughs> Okay, let's clarify, friends, meaning, I shout out to social media and Facebook. That's the extent of my friendship with any exes. Um, there's one, I don't even really consider ex that we are like close and cool, but anybody else, it's, you know, happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Don't be trying to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to break up your happy home. I'm the single but one. Also, <laughs> she's booed up like LMA. Also, like I, I'm not trying to break hey, it up. Booed up. Anywho, it's really about the the relationships or friendships that you have even before. Like I was telling somebody, like I don't. <laughs> the best way I could explain it, I was like, I'm scared of strangers. Like I don't really do dating people that don't have a connection. Like. This is somebody you know, somebody I know, somebody we know. Other than that, I'm not really fooling with it. And then depending on how it ends, you know, you can at least resume being neutral. But in the general scheme of things, especially the way that ended, yeah, it's like, so I be like, even when he showed up at uh, Derek's birthday, I'm like, why are you, I mean, I know why, but why are you here? These are my friends. Like, I told the boo, I said, look, this gonna go. The way it's supposed to go, you know, there are certain people that I get in the divorce. (laughs) You don't be trying to hold on to the mutual friends. Like, these are my friends, or those are your friends, and that's just what it is. Like, nobody wants to go to birthday parties and be uncomfortable, you know, for years and years and years. And then you got to see who you date now, and I pressure to bring I ain't about to do that nope so yes it's, it's, he had to disappear he had to disappear maybe we'd get him back in the flashback or two I don't know but yeah. looks like he's he's off in the wind right now I mean and I'm fine with that and I hope that we see <laughs> some new characters like I <laughs> I, it's just so amazing that so many people have gotten on team. Like, why are you on Team Lawrence? Lawrence was a bum for most. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think and folks I'm not, are just identifying with the che- being cheated on. They're not necessarily thinking about him okay. as a person. I mean, I, I wouldn't think. even say though. Like, I'm. I know last season when it was raging Team Lawrence versus Team Issa. Like, I was on Team Kelly. Like, I'm not even. <laughs> Both of those teams are tragic as fuck. Like I'm not on either one of those teams. I'm on Team Kelly and Team Chad. I'm on Team Witty yeah. Repartee. That's where I'm at. Um, 
So I'm ex- I was a little disappointed we didn't see Kelly in this first episode, but I get it. It's not Kelly's story. This is Issa's story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, like, oh, can Kelly get a spinoff? Like, damn. Um, oh, you I'm like that? About... I don't know if I, I don't know. If I, I do. I mean, <laughs> I do. I do like Kelly a lot. And I like Natasha Roswell a lot. I think she's very smart and very, like, talented as a writer um, and as an actress. Like, I want her to be in all this. She's going to be in Wonder Woman, the sequel. Oh. Um, so I want her to be in all the things, but I'm curious to see more of Kelly um, as season <laughs> as the season of Insecure progresses. Um, and I'm curious to see if Issa and Daniel and um, Molly can get their get their lives together. What are your, do you? Do I mean mm-hmm. we did some predictions last time you predicted you're not really predicted but you said you wanted molly and Issa. i mean not molly and Issa. the lord you wanted (laughs) to be together are you still holding fast to that to that oh yeah yeah i think i mean i think the conversation that they had and the way that the episode ended at least gives us hope like he's clearly not well He's not kicking her out at that episode. I mean, I saw the preview, so I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, there's an attempt on both of their sides to not attack each other. And then, you know, from there, it can, it can move on into let's, let's get it together by episode eight. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, like I said last time. <laughs> they don't deserve each other. Uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm being hard on Issa. I said Issa doesn't deserve Daniel, but in this episode, clearly Daniel's not perfect. And so at this moment, they don't deserve each other. Um, they have a lot to work out. They have a lot of issues. They have this Vanessa, whoever this Vanessa person is. Um, right. And I guess she's a thing since Daniel's sister brought her up. Like she's Vanessa's been been around, so I'm curious to learn more about this Vanessa person. Um, I just want Issa to like get it together. Um, I want all yeah. of it. I want Issa and Molly because Kelly. I keep coming back to Kelly. Kelly knows who she is. Kelly has a good job. Kelly may be like ratchet in the streets, but Kelly is working. She got her, her 401k saved up. She knows what she knows in her financial life. She does people's taxes. Like Kelly is not hurting in her career situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want them to, to get it together. And I think that's, that's life for all of us, right? Like we're all, trying, <laughs> we're all trying to get it together at this point in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. In our thirties, in our dirty thirties. And some days we definitely are dirty. My goodness. I I think I read somewhere where somebody was saying, like, if I had, well, clearly most people would feel this way. You know, if you had this knowledge in your 20s, you know, kind of with that same feeling of invincibility, like you could just, whew, you could tear some stuff up. More than the club. We would tear more than the club up. That is hilarious. So before we wrap, we definitely have to. We got to. Did we? Look, it might be the Oakleys. Did we talk about the show within the show? 
Yes, Erica Alexander. So good to see you on the small screen, along with mm-hmm. Bill Bellamy and Daryl M. Bell. Shout out! Is to that you. his name? I just want to be with Tim, Bledsoe. They were like a long oh, they time together. Couple, yeah. yeah. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I did make oh. my notes like, oh, Erica, Erica Alexander, Ron from a different world. <laughs> um, hey, Kevin. Hey. So, um, yeah. So I'm interested to see what this whole. I feel like it's a, it's kind of a call out to the fact they're rebooting all of these shows from the '90s, like. Um, they were booted. I'm sorry. I'm deep into my Tito's right now. So they're rebooting. They <laughs> rebooted. Uh, what is the show? Will and Grace. Um, they're supposed to be rebooting Mad About You. They're, they're rebooting Murphy Brown. So I feel like all of this is about like rebooting culture and the fact that like, meanwhile, while they're rebooting all these things, like, Shows like Insecure or shows like Atlanta or shows like, um, you know, all these new shows that are coming up that right. they should be giving more more creators a chance. Like The Shy with Lena Waithe, who we love. Yay, um, Lena. We love Lena. Clap it up for Lena. Yeah. Just doing it. So... Look, look, pause because I was scrolling <laughs> on Instagram and it caught me off guard. I didn't know that she had cut her hair. So I was like, mm-hmm. what happened? You know, but go ahead, girl. Yeah, I know. Get it popping. She cut her hair because she said that, um, I mean, I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but she said that, like, you know, she's a lesbian and she was saying that her hair being long was still kind of like, a representation of femininity that, you know, wasn't necessarily, she, she cut it because she was like, okay, I can be me now. Like whether I have long hair or short hair, it shouldn't matter how people see me. Like this Mm. is who I am. And I, you know what? Like I love Lena. So it's whatever. Um, Long hair, short hair. Don't uh, care. (laughs) Don't care at all. Like she fucking dope. I will forever stay at Berlina, so I'm biased. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so, like, it's just kind of this commentary. I feel like, Kevin, the show within a show is kind of a commentary on reboot culture, like how Hollywood, quote-unquote, Hollywood powers that be are kind of looking for a sure hit. And so we have Roseanne reboot that's now the Connor. Um we have Will and Grace. They're talking about a Frasier reboot. Like, the, all these shows. I heard uh, Murphy Brown, too, is supposed to be coming back. Yeah, no, they're they're actually doing Murphy Brown in the fall. And I was firmly on the side of no Murphy Brown. But then when I saw that it was on some anti-Trump shit, I was like, okay, come on, Murphy. Come on, Candace. <laughs> let's Martin. do it. Oh, let's, let's do, do it, Candace Brian. I'm here for it. Um... But yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see where the show within a show goes, 
And any opportunity that Erica Alexander is on screen, it's just a win for me. Because Maxine Shaw is like one of the most amazing TV characters. Like I was watching Living Single earlier today on Hulu because, of course. (laughs) Hey. I think I, when it when it came on Hulu, I was there for it, like at midnight. I forgot to hit the button and start playing like that. <laughs> like I hadn't already seen all the episodes, but that's how much we loved it. So yeah, uh, I'm excited about the show within the show. I did, you know, kind of go back to see the conjugal visits in season one, and so just I mean that. Just like I thought, it, it wasn't the same type of development that we saw with uh, Dude North in season two. So, I mean, at least for me, I, my apologies, but it was it was forgettable until, you know, kind of going back. So I think now at this mm-hmm. point, we know what to look for. And so it'll be, um, it'll be cool to see it. So mm-hmm. that is episode one. That is episode one. And we've talked for a long time. <laughs> So if you are still here, we appreciate you. We clearly had a whole lot to say. But if you have any comments or questions or suggestions or you want to sponsor the Drunk Watching Podcast, send us the email at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. Once again, that is hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at drunkwatching. Um, we'll be live tweeting, live tweeting. We'll be live tweeting <laughs> during the week. Uh, just shows that we're watching. So whether it's Fix My Life, we got a lot to say about Miss Yama and Fix My Life. Mm-hmm. Um, all the reality shows we are probably watching. <laughs> all the shows on OWN. We are super excited about Greenleaf coming back. So what? we might have to. We may have to, uh, you know, sub out love and hip hop for some Greenleaf coverage, but we about, yeah. to, we about to get into it. So meet us on Twitter at Drunk Watching or Instagram at Drunk Watching or shoot us an email if you think we should be covering something that we're not at HelloDrunkWatching.com. I'm Brittany Danielle. And I'm Andrea Renee. Thanks for watching. Peace.